1: Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher.
0: Hi, this is Desi Jenikin.
1: 2012, <laughs> Liz and Dick came out on Lifetime. This was appointment TV. This was an early live tweeting exper- experience on Twitter. I do remember live tweeting this. Oh, see, I wasn't on Twitter yet. I remember this was like everyone was gearing up because this was supposed to be Lindsay Lohan's comeback movie.
0: And we had seen images of her filming it. Like that was a big tabloidy kind of thing. Like Liz on set. I'm sorry, Lindsay on set as Liz.
1: Yeah, cuz she hadn't worked in anything like high profile for a long time at this point or for years. She was
0: more of a disaster. Like Story. that's why she was in the papers, right?
1: Yeah, for so her antics. <sighs> Oh my god. Uh anyway, I like we were saying before we started recording, we thought this movie was slightly better than we remembered it. <laughs> what a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. I look I love that the movie opens based on a true story. Yeah. As if <laughs> this is anything remotely resembling the truth. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there are real people who existed, but This ain't it. (laughs) Like, imagine like fucking up such a juicy story that would be so interesting with people who are very interesting in like one of the most crazed times of their lives, just like this volatile relationship. And just to make them seem so boring.
1: On top of that, I also feel cheated that I didn't get my Lindsay Lohan
0: comeback movie. Oh, yeah. And she hasn't done anything since. (laughs) Like
1: Not really. To make up for it. No. And okay, let's just get into it. We start right from the opening credits. You know you're in trouble. You know you're in trouble because they're playing
0: like budget Michael Buble. And just, it's like a photo shoot of them in character. Yeah. But it's just bad.
1: We open with a pool party and a voiceover of Richard Burton saying, I fell for you the moment I saw you. I wrote in my notes, this is lower budget than I remember. (laughs) I wrote,
0: terrible casting. (laughs) That's like my first note.
1: (laughs) Then we flash to August 1984, Switzerland. We see an elderly Richard Burton writing a love letter to Liz, and then he tells the maid to put it in the post. Then we just see Dick, he's like, lay, lays down on the bed. He's like, oh, I'm caught in a moment. I'm, I'm reminiscing yeah. Yeah. about all the good times. Okay, here's an aspect of this movie I had completely forgotten about. This was such a stupid choice. I, get, I think what they were trying to go for is this is an easy way for exposition and to fill out backstory on these two people. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, oh, this is an artistic
0: choice. The confessionals or whatever they're called.
1: Periodically throughout this film, we see Liz and Dick sitting in director's chairs.
0: Like, it looks like inside the actor's studio or something. I think when they even have the first one, it's like, okay, Mr. Mankiewicz. Like, they act like they're on a film set, but it's clearly just for, like you said, exposition.
1: It's terrible.
0: That's why they did this, right? Yes. I mean... when I first saw them, I was like, is this, is this based on a play? Like I actually Googled <laughs> if this was based on something that I didn't know about because I was like, why would you do that? Right. It didn't make any sense because there's nothing added by these moments. In fact, it it's worse because it, it exposes how bad these two people are portraying these characters like. It is amateur hour.
1: It's totally amateur hour. I wrote Lindsay isn't even doing an Elizabeth Taylor impression. Like she's not even doing a bad SNL impression of her. It's she's just it's, Lindsay. She's Lindsay in a,
0: a dark haired wig. Yeah, like a that's bad it. wig. Many bad wigs because she has a very a lot of hairstyles in this one. <laughs> Wait, did do we get to the part where it says the last day of Richard Burton's life? Is that when he lies down? Yes. So that's the other thing we hear, we see. We're going into this.
1: We're dumbasses, but this is truly. A, they they're like we need to make a movie for dumbasses.
0: We'll spell it out for you.
1: They spell out everything in yeah. this movie, including these little moments that we get where we see Liz and Dick sitting in these directors' chairs, where they're like. Well, my previous husbands, da da da, and listing off the name or whatever, yeah. like filling out like backstory. we don't know her
0: whole history,
1: right? <laughs> in case anyone forgot, I like diamonds. Yeah. So then we go to 1961. We're in Rome on the set of Cleopatra. This is where Liz and Dick meet. Dick introduces himself to Liz, and he he says, "You're a, you're a very pretty girl. Do you know that?" And then we cut back to Liz in her director's chair, and she says, No, I
0: didn't like him, by the way. Yeah, she, and we, she storms off when he says that to her.
1: Can I just say that Cleopatra, Elizabeth Taylor's Cleopatra, this is like some of the most iconic hair and makeup in, t- in film history, like recognizable. Who was the, I'm sorry, I don't wanna trash anyone, but like their makeup and hair budget mm-hmm. must have been so low.
0: There was one part where Cleopatra had like a snake on her head, a gold snake. And I was like, that's not from the movie. No. <laughs> it was like, you went to Party City, got a bagged Cleopatra costume. I could... Yeah, that that is like... First of all, that Cleopatra is like... Those I, those images of her in the makeup and the costume are iconic. Right. How do you not like at least nail that, right? The wig looked like it was supposed to be... They're like, okay, this
1: is like a share. This was a share wig yeah. from Party City. Yeah. Let's flat iron it, maybe. It's cut just, it and make it clear. It, it was. Like, I was obsessed too with her eye makeup. It looked like she did it herself. It was bad. It again, some of the most iconic makeup in film history, and it looked like she did it herself. Yeah, I, I was really upset about that. So later in Richard Burton's trailer, he's asking his brother E 4 like, for information about Elizabeth Taylor. He's like, will you find out where she's having dinner tonight? Because immediately he's like, this lady doesn't like me. I need to stalk her.
0: E4, by the way, I will say, this: the actor who played E4 was the only one who had any sort of realness to him. Yeah. Like, I liked E4, so I give props to that actor. He was trying. So
1: that night... Richard Burton arrives at the restaurant where Elizabeth Taylor is supposed to be. We see Lindsay Lohan in a glamorous black wig. She's smoking a cigarette at the table. She's there with a group of people. Yeah. She's Lindsay Lohan eating it up. It's like (laughs) I said before, it's she has a very distinctive voice.
0: Yes. She did not do anything to disguise that in any way. She does nothing different she is Lindsay Lohan in costume the whole movie (laughs) not even in a good costume no and you you literally never forget it's Lindsay Lohan I'm not kidding It's just like you're always like that's Lindsay Lohan the whole time
1: E4 pays the waiter to get a table next
0: to Elizabeth Taylor he hands him what looks like $8,000, like it is a wad of cash that is so large. It's like, you just tip them like a few hundred bucks.
1: Right. It's absurd. So they sit down at this table next to Liz and her party and they start loudly talking shit about each other. Like they just, Lindsay, Liz, (laughs) I can't, she cannot believe that Richard Burton has the audacity to find out where she like sit down next to her at dinner. And so she's like, "Oh, there's that rude man." Yeah. Who's my co-star and he's like, "There's that bitch." Yeah. Except he doesn't even say anything that interesting. He uses a lot of like flowery like, "Okay, we get it. You're a classically right. trained Shakespearean actor." Cuz they really want to hammer that home. They keep reminding us throughout this movie that like Richard Burton is a classically trained actor. Yes. And the uh, way that, sure. the way that they do that and they tell us that because this movie is all tell and not show, mm. is that they'll have him like reciting like Shakespeare and stuff.
0: Annoying. It's super and annoying. She, and when she, he does it, she loves it. It's like, I don't buy that for two seconds. <laughs> no.
1: So Richard is like talking shit back loud enough for Liz to hear. And finally Elizabeth Taylor has had enough. So she gets up. And her entire party gets up from the table. They haven't even paid the bill yet. And they just storm off in a huff. But the next... Oh, this this isn't even the next morning. Oh, he does come home. He comes back to his house where he lives with his wife. We meet his wife, Sybil. And he comes stumbling in after this dinner, presumably. I don't know if he went out for drinks afterwards because he's
0: shit-faced.
1: He's an alcoholic.
0: So he drinks a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's an alcoholic. He's like... In this movie... Richard Burton is like a child's depiction of what an alcoholic is. Yes,
0: totally. He's just always sloshed, and then he gets more drunk.
1: And he always has a bottle in his hand. It's like very He was cartoonish. drinking
0: vodka once where I was like, come on. Like he was literally chugging it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they just, it's like they didn't, they didn't know how to portray romance. They didn't know how to portray alcoholism. They didn't know how to portray a tumultuous relationship.
0: Everything about this is like, which made me laugh several times. It's like, this is a romance like none you have ever seen. And then it's like they show you literally the most boring romance you've ever seen. It's like, yeah, I don't get it at all, actually. Or like his voice was so malefluous and beautiful. And it's like, well, maybe Richard Burton, but certainly not the actor you <laughs> portray got to and this has nothing to do with him. I mean, Richard Burton obviously has a, a, a great voice. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like when you watch a movie and they're like, this is the best stand-up ever. And then they show you the act and you're like, eh. Like, <laughs> it's like, don't say something and then you don't give it to me on screen. Right. You're better off just not even saying anything. Right. So then the next day on set,
1: they act out a scene. And of course, Dick is hungover. We go to Liz's trailer and she pours him some vodka because they need to show you right off the bat. Like this, this relationship is, is very troubled and it's, and it's very
0: alcohol based. It's
1: very alcohol based. And, even though they're assholes to each other, they also love each other. Yeah. They're stricken from the beginning. Absolutely. This is school play acting, all of this.
0: Yeah. Especially when she thinks he's um coming on to her at some point during right. this trailer scene and she huffs off. I just it is literally like the girl in, you know, the crucible in high school or something trying to do her big monologue. Because she keeps
1: like she, it's like everything is very staged. Like she, she, It's like, now this
0: is when I stand up and put my hand on my hip. You get the feeling that Lindsay was fed her lines before everything she said, and she could only do like three at a time. Yeah. Because it's very stilted. There's no
1: fluidity to any of this. It's just abysmal.
0: And here's another thing that is a running gag throughout this uh, movie, where Richard calls her dumpy, and it's like, or, like, makes fun of her for being pudgy or whatever. I was like, she is, like, 100 pounds. Right.
1: Also, she's wearing bright purple contacts.
0: Yeah, very distracting.
1: Very, <laughs> 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 very Halloween store purple contacts. It's like, we get it. She, she looks had like violet a, eyes. <laughs> she looks like a lizard. Yeah, it's like Elizabeth Taylor had violet eyes. They weren't hot purple.
0: Yeah, these are these are definitely Halloween. You're playing... <laughs> some kind of electric ghost. a lizard, <laughs> yeah, a lizard or something.
1: <laughs> so then um richard is pouring a stiff drink because he's got to have alcohol in every single scene he's pouring a stiff drink at dinner with his wife and surprise liz arrives at the restaurant with her husband eddie fisher mm. and it's like oh get we're both married See, yeah.
0: see and I we got this guy
1: Does every single person in this movie go to the same restaurant? Throughout the entire movie, it's like everyone's running into each other. They're in
0: Italy. There's a lot of restaurants there. But they all go to one. Yeah. Everyone does. They just, look, it's the budget. They only had, they filmed all the restaurant scenes the same day.
1: (laughs) Next, we see Liz with cucumbers on her eyes. She doesn't want to go shoot her love scene with Dick, it's a big love scene today, mm-hmm. and she's being very unprofessional. She's like, "I don't want to, I don't want to do this. This is horrible." This is the it's like you've been acting since you were nine? Seriously, I don't buy this. Yeah. I don't buy this at all. Neither of them are happy about this,
0: and neither one of them, by the way, are th- at this point are portraying any of the tension you might see. And I hate them. I lust for them. We're not getting that at all. It only looks like they dislike them because they're not portraying the lust you might have for an opposite-attract situation. That's been done in millions of films before and worked perfectly fine. It's an old thing. But none of us buy for a second that they're actually into each other or why they
1: would be. Ever. No. There's nothing about it. There's zero tension between either of them. There's no chemistry, nothing. So they get on this bed. They're shooting their love scene for Cleopatra and... Like the can't, like Richard Burton's like, I, I need a minute because, like, he's like, you know, I'm gonna fucking throw up if yeah. I have to do this love scene with her. And uh, th- then he starts reciting some poetry, I guess,
0: mm. or maybe that's the script. I couldn't tell. I, I was shocked that they were filming. I didn't, <laughs> I was like, this isn't the script. I put
1: in my notes, they aren't even filming, but then apparently they works. They're like, that was great. But there yeah. wasn't any like quiet on the set. No, we're
0: rolling. Yeah, it was weird. I agree. I felt the same thing. I was like, "That was filming." Because <laughs> I, I, when they were like making out or whatever, because he's like looking at her tits and then he like passionately like takes her down. I was like, "Damn, save it for when they're filming, right?" And I, I was like, "They were filming." Oh, okay. This was a continuity error in the script. Something was missing here, and <laughs> someone on on set says, "Who's gonna tell Sybil?" His and someone's wife. like, "Who's gonna tell Eddie?" Right.
1: So immediately, immediately following this scene, both Liz and Dick run off to the trailer and they're making out as they're running to their trailer in front of everybody. They're not even hiding it. No. They're just like all over each other.
0: And And then we get a montage of them running to trailers, avoiding... Their spouses. Yeah,
1: they're trying to avoid their spouses who are visiting them on set. Eddie Fisher tries to get into Liz's trailer and they're like, oh, I think she's getting her makeup done. And then, um, you know, the same thing happens with Sybil. She tries to get into Richard Burton's trailer and they're like, he's. I think he's uh, over there. He's taking a shit. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's in the crapper. So then they're laying together on set. I guess they're back in the love. Scene room and they're talking and they're just talking. They make plans for dinner. They're like, let's go out to
0: dinner. Yeah. Just two co-stars. Now
1: we like each other. But they arrive to this one restaurant that is the only restaurant in all of Rome. Yeah. And the paparazzi's there. And they catch Liz and Dick at dinner. Yes. And the next day, the
0: tabloid publishes a story, like, ooh, what's going on here? Is this where we get the scene of Daryl Zanuck in Hollywood seeing the headlines? Oh God, I don't even remember. Cause I, I was laughing when his assistant, he's like paparazzi, you know, they call them that because <laughs> they buzz around like little mosquitoes <laughs> or something like that. Again. It's like, why, why are you telling us that? We, yeah, we get another
1: unnecessary explanation that just takes you out of the entire movie. Um, then we get another director's chair inside the actors' studio moment between Liz and Dick. It's I didn't even write down what it was about because it was so stupid. I don't. I don't, I don't, have don't a even notes. care what they said.
0: Yeah. It's it, they literally could cut them all from the movie and no one would notice, and the movie would be thirty minutes shorter.
1: Yeah, was, <laughs> but the story would have benefited. And the, yeah. From it. Then we get a scene of Sybil acting her absolute ass off. Oh, yeah. She tried. I think Sybil, Sybil and E4 tried the most yes. in this movie. She's furious at all these tabloid stories that are coming out about it's her husband yeah. cavorting around Italy with Elizabeth Taylor. And she's like, I could handle you cheating before, but now it's very public.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The paparazzi is also hounding Eddie Fisher
0: about the tabloid rumors. Is your wife, are you being cucked? And he's like, it's publicity. I was like, that's not typical publicity. Right. (laughs) Where they're like, pretend you guys are having an affair. (laughs) Ruin your marriages for the sake of the movie. It's like, that's not publicity. Yeah. Wait, I did write down something from that confessional (laughs) because at some point in it, (laughs) Lindsay said, buster. she And And it was just like, That, it was like the, I can't describe how it was so unnatural when she's like, and don't tell me, buster. It it was just like, it's like they're clearly trying to use oldie-timey language, but Lindsay just, the way she said it was just so awful. It was like, this is just everything that's wrong with this movie right here in that one line reading. (laughs) It's just like nothing fits. like She would also do these things where
1: she would try and like laugh like they were having a natural conversation, but it just came off like... The actors were laughing.
0: the weird thing is, I remember when I first saw Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap and thinking, she is such a great actor. Like, she's such a natural presence on screen. And it's like, what happened? She just no longer is able to be natural on camera. And I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. It's just, it's acting. She's like acting, like you said, like it's high school play or something or theater, but obviously she's not the <laughs> actress or something no she was incredible in the parent trap which was her but debut but she lost that like naturalness right. and it's like maybe she just became a star and she had obviously all this tabloid whatever chasing her and she just lost that she's like she i don't think she'll ever be able to get it back which is really sad it's very sad because i do think about her a lot and i think
1: about how Awesome, it would be to see her do a
0: comeback movie that was legitimately good. She just needs to be a real person again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, cause that's like usually, I think, the best acting when they can just be real and comfortable on screen and she can't. Like, uh, anyway, it
1: really sucks. So, next we go to a party at Liz and Eddie's house. Dick is there. I don't know why they invited him. He shows up. He's there and he's wasted. Ready to bust balls. And he drunkenly brings up the tabloid stories at the parties. This really brings the mood down. Yeah. This is like, why are you bringing up this (laughs) alleged affair, which is actually real? Yeah. In front of... And everyone knows. Everyone knows about it. Why are you bringing this up at the party? And then, as if that's not bad enough, he says to Liz Taylor, who do you love, him or me, at this party? Yeah. And she says, you, and he's like, well, who is that? And he goes, you, and she goes, you, and she, and she looks <laughs> right at Richard. That didn't really happen, did it? I mean, th- this could not have possibly been how it went down,
0: right? Uh, I don't 100% know. I feel like it's possible it might have happened. At a party like this? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Like I, I have a vague memory of hearing something like this. Um, I would love to know. Yeah. So after Lindsay
1: says, you, to Richard, she then runs out of the room crying, out by the pool, and her mom appears, and she's like, did you just end your fourth marriage? Yeah. You're You're, 29. You're 29 years old, Elizabeth Taylor, film actress.
0: Also, she leaves the party crying where it's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. Let's take a break here. Okay.
1: Okay, we'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: Visit betterhelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash HCS.
1: Okay, so we're back on set filming Cleopatra. And in the middle of shooting, Liz and Dick just like run off set, get in their car, and start driving off into the hills. Yeah. Who scored this movie? Because (laughs) the score of this movie does not match driving up into the Italian hillside. It sounds like Hallmark Christmas movie, shopping at
0: the mall. Well, and I think the person who scored the movie is the same person who um, created the backdrops of Italy.
1: (laughs) It looks like a placemat at Olive Garden.
0: I was like, they really made zero effort to look like they were actually in Italy. It's like a green screen image of Rome, I guess. And they're standing in front of it with their car. I was like, this is terrible. When
1: they were, right, are you talking about when they were parked out front of like the jewelry store? Yes. And there's the paparazzi surrounding <laughs> yeah. them and she's wearing, yeah. They're all just clearly on set. Right. With a it, car. It's it, crazy. It did not look good. Now, there we see this is like a whole montage because we
0: also see them in a bubble bath. Oh, God. And he's reciting poetry. This is like, once again, I do not buy it because the thing I love about Liz Taylor is despite her elegant appearance as a movie star, she's absolutely down and dirty trash. Like, you will have fun with Liz Taylor because she is that girl. Right. You know what I mean? She's like, down to have fun. She is. And this is like, I was like, I don't buy for two seconds that she would want to hear him recite Shakespeare to her. It's like maybe like the first few days we were trying to trick them <laughs> or something like that. But it's like, that shit's boring.
1: The other thing I noticed in the background of this scene, <clears throat> they have a bunch of candles lit because it's supposed to be like this romantic setting. But I know for a fact that I sold someone those candle holders at Pier 1 in 2004. Oh, This was bad set set dressing. Yeah.
0: It just felt like like it's it's vintage. It's from 2000.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then they go to bed and he's still reciting poetry and she's going more, more. Like she's really into this.
0: More is my favorite word.
1: She loves it. (laughs) Later, I guess the next morning, she's. this is really disgusting to me for some reason, but she's smoking a cigarette and making eggs. Oh, yeah. And it's like literally like hanging in her mouth. As a former smoker, like hardcore smoker, if I found out someone was smoking a cigarette while they were frying me an
0: egg, I wouldn't eat it. It's definitely one of those things where I think someone on the like whoever thought it looked cool. It didn't look cool. It didn't look. But it's like it looks. That's what they did back in the day. They just smoked you while m- making eggs.
1: Do you remember that scene? I think it was 16 Candles where somebody's <clears throat> mom is making like French toast and they have like the longest cigarette ash ever. I, think I feel like the- that's been used a lot, the ash.
0: Yeah. And you're kind of waiting for it to fall.
1: Yeah. So then they go swimming. They go skinny dipping in their pool. Where are they? What villa is
0: this? Like, what are th- is Is this no their idea. villa they've rented? They stay in so many different places. I think they just blow a lot of money. On on hotels and villas. So they're swimming
1: naked in this pool, and the paparazzi catch them. And then, of course, they're horrified. And there's a lot of, like, yelling at paparazzi in this movie.
0: Well, because they really want to illustrate to us how difficult their love story was. Because they were just under (laughs) the public eye, the scrutiny. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that is an interesting story. You didn't do jack shit. We didn't to to make me care in this in this movie. This needed to be a mini series because
1: they blew like nothing was ever allowed to just sit.
0: Yeah, I was shocked when this movie. So seeing that this movie was only an hour and a half, I was too because I was like, my memory was so different. I I thought it was like a three part something or other.
1: I thought it was at least two hours. I thought it was like a long movie, but it was only an hour and a half. I think that this could have, even if it was still with all the like bad acting and bad hair and makeup, like if they had at least made this like a four-parter, then we could have been more like, like immersed in their relationship. Yeah. Because everything is very shallow because they have to
0: move on very fast.
1: Well, it's like when you're spanning from 1961 to like in 1984.
0: Yes and you're, this is only an hour and a half movie, it doesn't work. Well, even their first marriage, which was 12 years, it's shocking when she says that later in the movie it's like it seemed like a year. <laughs> it seemed like a year tops.
1: So she yells at the paparazzi, and then but then she's like into it. She's like flashes her butt, and Richard Burton's like, oh, you, your butt's going to be in the paper. And she's like... If they want a show, let's give them a show. Yeah, but then that never materializes either. We never see her. I was actually looking up Elizabeth Taylor paparazzi the <laughs> ass. Did that happen?
0: I have no idea. Did they
1: catch them skinny dipping? No idea. So the next scene, they go jewelry shopping. And Richard Burton is like, you can get anything you'd like. And at this point, I was thinking, how rich is Richard Burton? Because Elizabeth Taylor is significantly more wealthy than He was at this point, at least. Yeah. I feel like...
0: He's not rich enough to be buying $100,000 necklaces.
1: Specifically for her, because she's the type of woman who wants a $100,000 necklace. At minimum. So she picks out a gigantic diamond and emerald necklace. It looked cheap as hell, but who knows? Maybe it was real, because I was reading Wikipedia earlier, and they did get... Later on in the movie, when she
0: gets the ring from him, they yeah. did get an actual diamond. I was laughing at so hard at that ring because I was convinced it's fake. Because it looks cheap as hell. It looked like a There's gumball no ring. There's no sparkle or dazzling anything about it. it so if the, it was a real diamond, the cinematographer didn't capture the you know sparkle, the fire. Light, yeah, the fire of it.
1: The paparazzi then. Finds them, of course, outside the jewelry shop. And one of them says, suicide, yes?
0: <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. That's, and that's how he, Atali- he speaks Italian. That's the only word <laughs> in English. Suicide,
1: <laughs> yes? Yes. And Dick immediately knows what this means, even though it's like, I could barely understand the guy. Yeah. He, that's all he said. And he goes, oh my God, I have to go. Sybil's in the hospital. They do this a lot. He puts, it's like he puts four and four together in half of a second. Yeah. There's no like, wait, what? Never. <laughs> Nothing. He just immediately knows my wife has attempted suicide. So he goes home where his brother confronts him and is like, what are you doing? And he's like, I love Elizabeth. And then the brother rattles off a list of her previous husbands. Again, brilliant exposition yeah. on the part of whoever wrote this. Richard goes back to Elizabeth and decides to break it off with her. And she starts crying and she runs into her room and she's like, I won't live without you. And then she takes a bottle of pills and chases it with vodka, which is kind of fucked up to do right after
0: his wife. Here's a funny thing I noticed, and they do this several times in the movie. When he comes home and gets confronted by E4, his first thing is like, Kate? Because it's like, okay, they all know that we know his daughter is Kate Burton, Burton, the (laughs) actress. So whenever he talks about any of his children, he always always uses Kate. (laughs) Because we know it's Kate Burton, and they have to like give us a little wink. Like, you know Kate Burton, the famous actress who's alive now? That's her when she was a kid. Her dad's Richard Burton.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. He never mentions any of the other kids. So... Liz Taylor is writhing around on the bed after she just ate pills and vodka. And she. He's still there, by the way. He's still there. And she says, You can go. This shouldn't take too long. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I wrote this wig is horrible, but I don't even remember what it looked like. There were so many bad wigs in this. I
0: think it's just a long one. Was this a long one? Yeah. And then he carries her from the room straight to the hospital. Did you notice that? I was like, Did he carry her the whole time? He
1: didn't even put her in a wheelchair. Did he? Yeah. Did he even have her in the car
0: at any point? Because it looks no, like they cut from him carrying her out of the room, and then <laughs> he's still carrying her down the the hallway of the hospital. It looks, and it looks like he literally just walked four miles, like whatever, down cobblestones, yeah, carrying her in his arms. Right. Ridiculous. and because and- <laughs> you know someone was like, and you're still carrying her, <laughs> like, right? So later on set.
1: Liz is getting her makeup done and the director's like, how you doing? She's like, I'm fine. Then we watch their final scene and the director's like, wow, that's a wrap. This is the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. I I just wrote Elizabeth crying, worst actress. (laughs) (laughs) Like they do their final scene. It's supposed to be this like big moment in the film And the director's like, that was incredible. That we got it, guys. This is we're done. That's a wrap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We see the worst thing. We're like, surely he's gonna do another take. No. (laughs) No, no, perfect. It's done. Liz decides that she needs
1: a break from acting. She's like, I I need a break, a long break. And Dick is like, Me too. But then he says, I think I'm gonna try and make things work out with Sybil because she wants to make it work. So obviously. Mm -hmm. Liz is very upset about yeah. this. I thought my little stunt at the hospital would have gotten you back in my brain. What good about braces. when I
0: suicided after she suicided? That did nothing. Right. <laughs> like she's
1: just like, that did nothing for yeah. you, Richard. It's like
0: Sybil is actually in pain. Right. You were just doing it to get attention.
1: Three months later, they're in Stade, Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> did I say it right? I have talked no you. I think I did. Don't add me. Liz is reclining, smoking a cigarette as her boys play outside. She has a bar cart full of brown liquor next to her. (laughs) This wicker furniture, this outdoor furniture looked too modern to me. I noticed everything that looked too modern to me. There's a lot. (laughs) This is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. This is the scene that has been rolling around in my brain for the last 10 years.
0: Liz Taylor says... I'm bored. I'm so bored. And Lindsay Lohan sounds like she's at a club <laughs> in LA circa 2006. <laughs> like and she wants to go home. Yeah. And it, the vibes off. The ugh, that scene was crazy.
1: Uh she bitches about how bored she is, not working to her mom, and the mom's like, "Well, Richard sent you a letter." <gasps>
0: And she's like, oh? So yeah. this is her in. And we know Richard writes her letters. That's the movie <laughs> really loves this detail.
1: <laughs> that he famously writes her letters. So she got a letter from Richard. It did, did it look like it was summertime to you? Because in the previous scene where she's saying, it's, I'm so bored, I'm so bored, she's wearing like little clam digger pants and like a short sleeve t-shirt and then in the following scene she's in a full-on fur coat and fur hat
0: I love that um look though
1: I love the look but it looked (laughs) it looked like it was summertime no you're right it didn't I didn't get a winter in Switzerland vibe like it should have been snowing there was zero snow they go to this cafe she meets Richard for lunch and she's like tell me this will pass like i I'll fall out of love with you. he's like, I don't know. I'm pretty hot. (laughs) Then they meet again. Like we just see this, there's this weird scene that's just inserted. It comes out of nowhere where they're just walking and they sit down on this little stone bench, but then it immediately cuts to a completely different day. Yeah. Like nothing. It's like, it's like as if they did have a scene, but it got cut for time.
0: Yeah. It's very weird.
1: Nothing happened there. So then we see them again in like a lounge setting where they exchange gifts. And she, because she likes to spend money, she gives him a book from 1635. And he gets (laughs) her a coffee table book.
0: About gardens.
1: About English gardens. And he's like, well,
0: I feel stupid. Yeah, that was like easily (laughs) $400,000. This I got at Barnes & Noble.
1: Yeah, this is a total Barnes & Noble coffee (laughs) book that he got her. Richard says that he's going to take on a new role in London. And he's telling Liz about this. And he's like, the producers want Sophia Loren. And for some reason, Liz hates Sophia Loren. She cannot stand the fact that Sophia Loren's also going to be in this movie. But not only that, that she's poised to play his wife. Yeah. She's like, I'll do it.
0: So she- <laughs> I'll do it for scale. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Imagine being that powerful in Hollywood that you can be like, no, Sophia Loren is not playing this part. I am. And she does this a lot in the movie, at least. She does it a lot. Yeah. So she calls up the producer and she's like, you're going to hire me. Sophia Loren's out. And he's like, we can't afford you. And she's like, I'll cut my price in yeah. half. He's like, well, we don't even want you in this movie. And she's like, too bad.
0: Yeah. You're and he's doing like, it. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. He totally just relents. And so he casts her in this film. Then they both go to London. They check into their suites. They have two adjoining suites, and these are like the most opulently decorated suites I've ever seen. I yeah. think they blew the budget on these suites.
0: Totally. They're very fancy. This
1: looked very fancy. They, of course, fuck later that night. They're rolling around in bed, and the phone is ringing, and he's like, oh, it's my wife. <laughs> and, and he's like, I want a divorce, damn it. Yeah, He's mad. But she's not given him that divorce. <laughs> no way. She's Catholic. <laughs> Richard. Is she? I don't know. <laughs> Richard then drives drunk to confront his wife. Oh God. I guess she lives in the English countryside because they're in London. Right. So cause it looks like they're in the countryside or some suburb. I don't know how England works. <laughs> He's wasted. He gets out at first I thought he was. At first I thought he was in a taxi because it looked like he got out of the back seat.
0: Yeah. Didn't it's very it look, weird.
1: Didn't it look like he got, but maybe it was just because he got out of the wrong side
0: of the car. Yeah. And he kind of pulled up to the curb all unevenly. Yeah.
1: So he gets out and immediately his brother E4 comes outside and is like, you're drunk.
0: And he's like, where's Kate?
1: <laughs> just where's my daughter, Kate Burton? He gets scolded for being drunk. Meanwhile, Liz is waiting at the hotel panicking because, like, where's Richard? Mm. He's not back. And she's so upset that she hurls a bottle at the wall. And this is not the first or last time. She loves it.
0: She She loves loves smashing glasses. I like when she drinks and then throws it.
1: Well, you gotta, you can't (laughs) waste it. Yeah. (laughs) Before you smash it across the wall. Liz, then we cut back to those dumb director's chair. interviews. And she's like, I was so mad at Richard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we needed that interview. Oh, so
0: that's why she threw the bottle. She was mad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, She also was mad that Eddie wouldn't divorce her. The next scene is great because it's just Liz Taylor sitting in a makeup chair, wearing some kind of like hat, fuzzy hat, There's a lot of like fuzzy, fuzziness. Yeah. But she's very drunk and she's like talking shit to the makeup artist. What does she say? What are
0: you looking at? Hmm? (laughs) It's remarkable that Lindsay Lohan doesn't really play a convincing drunk. It's bad. It's pretty bad. This is really bad. Is this where she says something about Minnie Mouse? She okay, so
1: after she makes the makeup artist leave, and then she like gazes into the mirror and she says, "Who's the most beautiful girl in the oh, world?" Right. and she goes, "It's Minnie Mouse, of course, that's such a weird moment. this had Robert Durst killed them all, of course, <laughs> energy <Yeah. laughs> that was the energy in the scene. they're ready, and then the director comes in, or somebody is like. I don't know who any of these people are. They're like, we're ready for you in five. And she goes, "Which damn scene is it?" And she's like furious that yeah. he's not giving Like he gave her the number of the scene. She's like, "I don't know what that means."
0: Yeah. Scene five. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they're filming. Richard and Liz are filming the scene together for the movie VIPs. They're both drunk on set, and then they start to squabble because the director's like, "You were perfect, Richard," or "You, yeah. you were great." And she's like, oh... Well,
0: what about me? You saying I wasn't perfect? Yeah. And he goes off on her. Yeah, he goes off on her. He's like, you're a spoiled brat. Now, this is the scene where they're like... We, they want us to see them fighting and be like, oh, damn. They're going to fuck later. But we're just annoyed by them. Because they literally come off like the most immature, petty. It's just very unappealing. I just don't believe any of... I believe that they had a
1: tumultuous relationship. But I don't believe that any of the fights were like this at all.
0: Because it's so unrealistic. And I highly doubt that they were always on set. Fighting? Well, I just feel like Liz especially is very professional. Like, she's been an actress her whole life. I just think that she wouldn't fuck people over on the set like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't doubt that it happened occasionally.
1: I just don't believe that the director, whoever was calling her in her trailer or the PA was like, we're on scene 59. She's like, I don't even know what that means. It's like, you're an actress. You, yeah. You do know what that means.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like they definitely were escalating it. It just wasn't even interesting, though. No, it's, that, that's the whole point. It's like, if you're going to lie, at least it should make it better. Right. <laughs>
1: I just felt like every time they needed to up the ante, they just were like, I don't know, have her throw her glass. The, here's like a
0: key aspect of this production that sucks ass and is so important. They don't know how to at all play the dynamics of a volatile relationship where we can feel their connection, even if it's awful and toxic. We get why they keep coming back. I just don't get it with these two at all. It's irritating. No one in their right mind ar- around them would be like, we get it. They'd all be like, "Fuck these people, fire them both!" <laughs> like, right? Because, because it's like at, at the very least, you might think, well, on screen, we're getting this fire and volatility in the in the movie, and it'll it'll be good for the picture, right? But we're not seeing that here, so we're like, why did they ever not just fire them right away? Because they suck ass when they're performing and on set, <laughs> like because we're seeing their takes and they're bad, <laughs> they're not good. Um. Immediately
1: after this fight, they slam the. We we cut to them slamming the doors of their hotel suites, and then not thirty seconds later, Liz emerges in a slip dress and she says, "Elizabeth wants to play." Creepy. This is not <laughs> realistic. and it's just like, oh man, Lizzie. This, this was a very unsexy moment. Mm. She straddles Dick. <laughs> she straddles him, and they start making out. Fade to the next scene the next day. She's talking to the this poor bellhop. Ugh, this guy. They abused
0: this bellhop. I felt so bad for him. He's like, just give me an answer. Like, right. whatever
1: this... <laughs> he was always asking a very, like, basic question, and neither of them could answer him. And he's trying to be polite. Right. The next day, she tells the bellhop, I need to get into Mr. Burton's suite. And he lets her in, and she starts nailing, like, a picture hanger to the wall. And he's like, uh ma'am that's silk that's a silk wallpaper and she's like well i'm hanging a van Gogh. is that good enough for your
0: fucking hotel wall yeah and it's like that's not the point because you're taking the van Gogh with you
1: but you're not leaving it here uh sybil comes over to his suite later and she's like i can't compete with all this i guess we should get a divorce and that's it that's when she lays down like Truly. She, she sees, like, she's never seen a fancy hotel room before. And she sees the Van Gogh, and she's like, I, okay, I,
0: I, get, I give in. I'm throwing up the white flag. <laughs>
1: and that's when she finally agrees to divorce him. Liz pops champagne, and she's like, you're free. She wants to party, but surprise, nobody wants to go out with them, probably because they're the most annoying couple. Oh, just the, the worst. Look, we all know
0: this couple yeah. who is like, let's stay away from them. Because their love, we're all supposed to worship their love. And everything, all their bad behavior is acceptable because they're this greatest love that has ever existed. Right. It's just very, it's rude.
1: So they go out to dinner where they see all the people because once again, everyone goes to the same restaurant. Yeah, They're in London now, which I know that there's more than one restaurant
0: in London. All the people who don't want to be seen with them are at this restaurant. Like there's <laughs> at least two couples that they're like, hey, they rejected us tonight and so yeah. did they. They said they had to stay home with their
1: sick kid. And the interior <laughs> yeah. of this restaurant just happens to look exactly like the one in Rome.
0: Yeah, like different curtains.
1: Slightly, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know, but it looked the same. So... Liz says, hypocrites,
0: all of you. Like she looks around and This says is another out loud, thing they don't sell well. We're supposed to be on their side because everyone else is hypocrites about their lives and they're just living and being who they are. But who they are is a bunch of assholes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is like an hour and a half of just watching this couple be irritating.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. There's
1: nothing redeeming about them as a couple. Of course, there's paparazzi when they get back to the hotel Like, we get it. Then the bellhop asks them if they're going to check out when filming ends. This is another instance where they're abusing this guy. They discuss... They're like, don't even give him a straight answer. They just start talking about their plans after they
0: leave. Dude, and I'm like, he's standing there. Just say if you want one room or two, you fucking idiots. That's all he's asking. He's just like... They like talk for five minutes. He's like, so are you going to be keeping both sweets? (laughs) Like, it's just so irritating. Yeah, they're talking
1: about like, well, if I take this film, then I can't do this. Should we do this movie? Should we go to New York? Like, they're just talking about their plans. You should do a play. Like, it's just like (laughs) the most irritating people. So they do decide that they're going to go to New York because Richard's going to get back to his roots and get back on the stage. Six months later, Liz watches Dick rehearse Hamlet. And she's like, Incredible!
0: She's like, wow. I put, Richard is acting.
1: <laughs> he, he was acting so hard. Then later on, as they leave the theater after his rehearsal, they're picketed by some religious people for being immoral. Did this mm. really happen? I think this is true. Because apparently there was a headline in the paper, which of course she just happens. They don't even drive away. They just stay in the car as these people are like threatening yeah. to kill them. And they're just like hanging Evil, out. Evil,
0: living in sin, you whore. It's just like. <laughs> right. But they're not even like, get out of here. No. Like, let's go.
1: Liz opens the paper and she sees the headline that the Pope is mad at them. So Imagine if, the so, thrill. <laughs> I mean, that's like a.
0: That's like pretty incredible. I think the Vatican did condemn them or something. Right. Because, you know, she's still married to, to Eddie Fisher. And they had an adulterous affair. Yeah. So
1: Eddie still hasn't given her a divorce. But then like the very next scene, she's at her lawyer's office signing divorce papers. Yeah, they really don't
0: let us see the stress of her trying to get divorced. We don't even see Eddie being like giving his reason why. No, there's That's... nothing. We're not sad that either of these marriages end. No. Which we should probably be like, that sucks. Like your wife and kids, she stayed with you through your years where you were coming up and whatever. Like there's yeah. no like, there's no loss here. There is a funny line though in the Eddie divorce scene. Where she's like, and he has to stop doing his um, character in his Vegas show, Cleo, the nympho of the Nile. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Look, I feel like if you cheat on your husband in public you humiliate him, you got to let him make fun of you in the show. I agree. Like, I'd be like, oh, let him have that. It's only fair. Yeah, I deserve it. It's funny.
1: Then we go to 1964. We're in Montreal. Liz and Dick check into a hotel under the name Smith, and they're looking for someone to marry them. And they're like, no one wants to marry us because we're annoying.
0: So they have to get a Unitarian.
1: Yeah, they're like, well, (laughs) they'll take anyone. (laughs) The
0: the good old Unitarians are always there. They're not judgmental. They're
1: not judgmental. We see their wedding. We see a very Mm. sad recreation
0: of Liz's iconic floral updo. Ugh. This was depressing because it, I love that look. Me it's too. the best wedding look of like one of the best of all time. Yeah. The dress is cute. The, the flowers and the hair. It just was so sad to see this recreation fail. It just didn't look magical.
1: No. Like it does. No, it looked cheap. It looked really cheap. Um, again, that whole budget went to the hotel. They're married and they're on a jet flying back to New York. Backstage at Hamlet, Liz arrives and Dick watches her from backstage and he watches as everyone in the audience gasps because Liz yeah. Taylor's here to see this play. And then we see the final moments of the play and everyone cheers and Liz is like, Oh, I'm so proud of my husband doing his little play. Yeah. But then Richard Burton runs to the audience. To bring Liz up on the stage and they I was che- furious. They cheer even louder.
0: I said he brings her on stage.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why?
0: Why? She's not in the play. She's
1: not in the play. That's Why'd you disrespectful
0: you do that? to the cast. It like, was so disrespectful. I was
1: so angry. It's like this movie does everything in its power to make you hate Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton when I have no reason to, other than just this
0: movie. It's like, did Sybil write this movie? <laughs> like, like, and look at how annoying
1: they are. Yeah. To make matters even more embarrassing, Richard Burton loudly proclaims while he's on stage holding his wife's hand, in the words of the immortal bard, there will be no more marriages. Yeah. It's just embarrassing. Very. After the play, E4 comes up to him and apologizes and is like, "I was wrong
0: about her. You've made you've made him very happy." And based on this movie, we're all saying, "No, E4, you were right." <laughs> she is annoying,
1: and so is he. Dick then introduces him to Steve Brady from Sex and the City. That's why I wrote, "LOL, Steve, <laughs> he who has one line in this movie." Why well, he's
0: in this movie for only this? one line and it's like I think he's playing like Ernest Lehman or something it is so funny I laughed out loud when I saw because it took me a second I was like wait that's Steve do you think his
1: manager was like hey you they want you to play Ernest Lehman
0: he's like oh the famous writer yeah sure I'll do it in my opinion Steve is looking for anything to take the stain like to get out of Steve world (laughs) this did not do that he's Steve (laughs) No He's matter Steve. no
1: matter what, and look, I like him as an actor. I really like I mean, him. He really
0: plays Steve Wow. Well. but whatever. <laughs> but whenever I see him, I'm like, "It's Steve Brady. That's another person. It's like, you're just not I mean, I could picture him possibly he does have a voice that could fit an oldie timey movie, but you just can't not think of him as Steve. He
1: was in an episode of Law and Order SVU, like 10 years ago, where he played a really fucked up. Sick fucking fuck.
0: Oh, And it,
1: I didn't like it. I mean, I liked the episode, but I didn't like it because it was like, I don't want to see Steve Brady doing that. Yeah. I don't want to see that. So, yeah, he's in this scene for like two seconds. He's making a new movie. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? And he's like, I don't... And, the, and both of them, so annoying. They're like, well, we'd be perfect for, yeah. the, for the leads, and he's like, I don't see you guys bickering in front of each other, I don't see it. <laughs> and then, guys- they
0: ha- then they then they impromptuly have a, a, a fight, they do an improv fight, yeah. They <laughs> was that improv, yeah. Oh, well, then and,
1: and Liz is like, See, we can fight. Ugh. Cut to again, just cut to yeah. April 19, 1966, the Oscars, Richard. Burton does not win the Oscars for his role in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. No. He loses.
0: No, 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 no. This is the first Oscar loss. Wait, which one is this? This is when he loses to Lee Marvin. Oh, yeah. So he'll lose again later. This is the first one he loses because he gets nominated two years in a row. Which was this movie? This movie, I don't even fucking remember. Okay, but he loses to Lee Marvin. He loses to Lee Marvin Lindsay is there in a green, that outfit is crazy with the long, 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 long black hair. Yeah. And the green dress. Right. So he loses. They immediately like walk into the stairwell and he's like a huge baby. He's such a baby about this. And it's she's like, like, I'll give you mine. Even when you're hearing it, you're like, no. It's not that's not going to make you feel better. Right. He, <laughs> I mean I think he's being a baby, but her way of making it better is also bad. Right, cuz she's also reminding him that she has an Oscar
1: and he doesn't. Yes. This is they're very unsupportive of each other.
0: Yes. They're very unsupportive. Cuz they're of, both self-absorbed in this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just terrible. So he says I deserved that.
0: yeah he's he's mad about and he's mad leave marvin of all people for cat baloo he i don't think so (laughs) he's insulted so then he gets
1: mad at her for trying to cheer him up and they start fighting but then they make up like 30
0: seconds later yeah all's well that ends well
1: okay so now we get to the premiere of who's afraid of virginia wolf
0: well don't we see them filming it We see them filming it. Do we?
1: Yes. Oh, I didn't even write that. Okay.
0: I must have. No. My eyes glazed over. (laughs) So they, it's all of a sudden in black and white because they're filming Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Now, I have a lot of issues with this, so I took a lot of notes. First of all, I love this movie and they are both great in it. My major issue is Elizabeth Taylor, she gets a lot of credit for this role and it was like uh, it was shocking because she frumps herself up and she's playing much older than she is. Cause she's still in her thirties, but you know, back then they're making you play a 60 year old or whatever. So they have Lindsay Lohan. So it was shocking. I was like, that's not, that's not that character at all. She's not frumped up at all. She's just like, looks like her hairstyle is like a little older. Um, and then at some point they start fighting on set and uh, a, a newspaper takes a picture of her on set and they call her Cleopatra.
1: I wrote that in my notes. That comes that's later. That's during this. That it's com- right after
0: the... It's while they're filming this. So it must happen right after these scenes of them doing Virginia Woolf.
1: Well, and, it happens after the premiere of the movie.
0: Oh, was it after the premiere? Yes.
1: Okay. Because uh, I have that in my notes. Okay. So what happens... We see the premiere of the movie. We see their scenes. That's when we see their scenes... Oh. If they're not
0: filming it. So we're just seeing their scenes we're at the premiere? We're just seeing it at the premiere. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. They're sitting in the theater. Sorry. So <laughs> we see her go... Because they're in the movie theater next to each other. Yes. And and some woman's like, you're great to Elizabeth yes. Taylor. <laughs> and he's like stewing in his like seat. Yeah. She goes, you
1: make me want to puke. Yeah. Yes. So they squabble after this movie premiere because it's like this. this is... This is the writing of this movie. It's like okay, we have to do one scene after the other. F- oh, wait, we did the fight scene last. Okay, now we're do a makeup scene. Okay, yeah. now it's a fight. There's it's just yeah. it's like um it's very predictable. So, they're squabbling. She hurls a bottle at him. Then she opens the paper and she says, "Cleopatra, just a mean outline. Oh god, <laughs> is that how I look? That's what the paper says. And Dick says, I love you even if you get as fat as a hippo. Imagine. (laughs) And then they, but then they make up immediately. Yeah. Next, it's six months later, and we go to Puerto Vallarta. E4 answers the phone. They're all on vacation together. He goes, he wakes up Liz and Dick, and he's like, I have great news. Mm. Both of you are nominated for Academy Awards. Yes. For that stunning. Portrayal we just saw (laughs) at the movie premiere, (laughs) and Richard Burton, who's being a big baby, is like, "I don't want to go, I don't want to go after the awards last year." And Liz is like, "Me either." Like, right? Yeah. So then we see a scene of, but the kids
0: are all like, "Well, let's get all dressed up. Can we get dressed up?" I know. I'm like, "What are the awards that night?" They were.
1: They were acting like the awards were literally like that night.
0: That this is another thing where the timing doesn't work because it's like the nomination, and then and then it's immediately they're waiting to see who won. But like it like, it like just, that night, yeah.
1: So they're all dressed up because they're still on vacation. That's why the timing seems so weird. Yeah, because they're still in Mexico. They're all dressed up. They announce the winner, the best actress, and Elizabeth wins. And she's like, you know, everyone's like, yay. Mm -hmm. And then Richard doesn't win again. He loses.
0: To Paul Schofield. To Paul
1: Schofield. (laughs) And he is
0: fucking furious. Because this is a theater actor who his first like big movie role wins. So he's furious. And he's like, I should have stayed in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) See?
1: And now his wife, his bitch wife has two Academy Awards.
0: And she's not even a good actor. That's what he thinks according right? to him,
1: yeah, so he needs to be alone. These poor kids are like, "Dad, yeah, it's cool to just be nominated. No, it's not It's, <laughs> it's insulting. You can lose The next day, Liz and Dick's manager arrives to Mexico, and for the entirety, for the rest of this movie, this guy is in
0: every scene. He's always no matter, no matter what the scene, he is in the background with a calculator. <laughs> adding things up and subtracting (laughs) things with a little pad of paper and like pencils. He's just always in the back. Looking very concerned. Very concerned. So he uh, tells them that they're broke Mm. and they're like, how? Look at this villa we're hanging out at. She's like, how? And she has like 800 diamond rings on her fingers (laughs) for no reason. And he's
1: like, you to Richard Burton, you need to take the comedians, but it's with Sophia Loren. (sighs) So then like that conversation completely ends and there's somehow the next scene they're in Portofino. Yeah. So did he take the comedians?
0: No idea. But they did buy a yacht. They buy a yacht in Portofino. that's their solution to being broke. Is he bought a yacht yeah. and he's like, we're going to live on this yacht. We won't pay for hotels anymore. I got a yacht. <laughs> we're downsizing. <laughs> we live in Monaco.
1: Yeah. So Liz brought along her personal photographer to, oh, yeah. come, to come on the yacht.
0: And another she, downsize. <laughs> another downsize.
1: And Dick is like, why? And she's like,
0: because. And he's like, there's enough pictures of you. And she's like, yeah, but these ones are good. She's like, I'm not doing Cleopatra again. Because no. that was one of the things she said. She's like, that's a candid. And right. so she's like, I mean, we've all been there. Oh, yeah, we've it's all, like, all been there. It's like, don't take a picture of me when I'm like looking down or in a weird spot. You got to make sure I'm up. <laughs> Whatever aware. And then he's like also acting like she isn't attracted to the photographer. Yeah. She's like, oh, you think he's hot? And he says to her, He's so skinny, you'd flatten him. Like so. I was like, why would you say that? Also, and then you not that it matters at all, ever, but Lindsay Lohan is like I said, very skinny. So it's like even weirder when he says those things. Like it just seems so lazy yeah it's very lazy and very stupid so
1: yeah then she says to him well you could stand to lose a few pounds and he totally looks (laughs) fine like it's just like like they're so mean to each other and he says well you have fat fingers and then they show her hands and they're very slim
0: it's just weird and it's like i get if she's insecure about it, but it's like, it's just weird. So then she says, do
1: you want to make them beautiful? Do you, want, do you want my hands to be beautiful? And I genuinely was like, where are they going with this? <laughs> and she's like, I need a ring, a big ring. Next, we cut to an auction <laughs> where we learn that Richard has now purchased a new ring for his wife for $1.5 million.
0: And he beat out... Cartier and Aristotle Onassis. <laughs> that's a, that's who the, the other bids are from. So right. we know it's expensive.
1: Now, this <laughs> is a famous diamond ring that would go on to be known as the Taylor Burton ring or diamond.
0: Yes, it's huge. It is
1: 64 carats or 66 carats. It's gigantic. It's pear-shaped. It is an absurd piece of jewelry. And
0: when she puts it on, I'm like, that actually looks stupid. It doesn't look good. It shouldn't be a ring. It's ridiculous. I
1: think she actually had it made into a necklace at
0: one point. I think so too. Cause the ring looks so stupid and she's like, look, my hands aren't look, don't look pudgy anymore because <laughs> the ring is so absurdly large. But it looks
1: stupid <laughs> as hell.
0: I, it's one of those things where they put it on. You can't believe how ugly it is. Yeah. It's, it's really
1: bad. Apparently they did use a real diamond for that ring or at least according to Wikipedia. I don't know if it was that ring, but they did use some real diamonds in this movie. Um, the manager, of course, is in the background and he
0: sighs. He's like, "Ugh, why is he everywhere? If you don't have, if you're broke, I mean, I I know that means a different thing for rich people. Like when they're broke, it's like whatever that means. How do you, how did he even buy a million dollar ring? Like there's no way Richard Burton has a million dollar cash just lying around. Right. He's got like four kids, an ex-wife who he's probably paying money to. He's got people on salary, his brother, E4. Like, yeah. How do
1: you, yeah. It just was so wild. And that's not even the end of it. Now the kids are like, we want to go to, we want snow. (laughs) They want snow for Christmas. So he's like, all right, let's go back to Switzerland. Richard gets there first. The manager is there. Now the manager just is following them everywhere. He's really concerned and he's, oh, looks, yeah. he looks very worried. Now, the brother, E4, is scolding Richard Burton about their spending habits. This next scene was very weird. I didn't know what happened, but somebody fell down the stairs and the screen went black. It was E4.
0: Sorry. But we never learned that it's E4. No, I had to look up what happened. <laughs> okay. Because so it's not very the confusing. Only one. <laughs> 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 what the fuck was this? Here's scene. what happens in the movie. We see someone fall down the stairs. We don't know who it is. The next scene is Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor walking into the hospital. A doctor comes out and says, it's his spine. He'll never walk again. And I'm like, who? <laughs> they so don't I, say. I was like, is it E4? Because that's the only other character we know. Or the <laughs> it could possibly be the accountant. So I looked it up. And while they were in Switzerland, they went out and got wasted together. And E4 slipped and fell. And broke his neck. Oh, my God. Yes. And was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, my after God. After that incident. But in the movie, <laughs> the way they they rush through that, which is a major event in Richard Burton's life, this is a turning point for him. He, his alcoholism gets worse. He feels like it's his responsibility. And he has guilt about it for the rest of his life. And it basically like is this major turning point for him. And it's just like a throwaway scene in this movie.
1: Literally what happens in this movie is we vaguely see the shadow of like a figure of a person. Then the
0: screen goes completely black and we just hear, oh, ow. Also, when the the doctor was like, it's his spine, I was like, that's not how they would say it. (laughs) That's like how you would write it if you had no medical knowledge at all. It's his spine. (laughs) I'm sorry, it just sounded so weird.
1: Um... So. Oh, wait, I, can I just
0: say one thing? Their last moment on the boat before sp- Switzerland that made me laugh. She's going out on the, <laughs> the boat deck, and she goes to the waiter or whatever, the, the guy on the boat. She's like, two Bloody Marys. Yeah. And then Richard shows up, and she's like, I ordered breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like a gen- That was like the one genuine humorous moment and right. that was intentional. Right. I was like, that's pretty cute. So... <laughs>
1: Now they're in Sardinia. Sorry, E4. (laughs) We never see, we don't even see him again in the rest of the movie. No, we just hear about him briefly. (laughs) Briefly. They're having, Lindsay, Liz is having a party and it's lit. She's blasting some funky music and Richard is irritated. He's so mad that he grabs the radio and he throws it in the ocean. Mm. And he's, then he tells her, I'm doing Bluebeard and guess what? I kind of get where he's coming from. Wow. So implying I could kill you, wife. And she's smoking
0: with a cigarette holder. She's like, oh, "Okay,
1: <laughs> sounds good." Then they start fighting and he chases after her on this yacht and then she locks herself in the bathroom. Later, he approaches her on the deck while she's reading a magazine. And she's like, I bought you a
0: present. Oh, God. And it's 1,000 volumes of some book. This is every man's library. And it's the 1,000 greatest books of all time. Is that what it was? Yes. So it's like a famous set. Oh. So I don't even know how much it is, but obviously 1,000 books is a lot of money. Well, now it's pretty dated. There's been a lot of great books. Well, I think they do update it. I'm not 100% sure. Like, it's something you can still buy, I think. That must be expensive. Yeah, because books are like, I don't know, $20 each sometimes or more. That's wild. Yeah. Next, we're in Budapest. Liz and Dick exit their private
1: jet. And Liz just says, I love this little plane. We should have one. And Dick is like, all right. And he talks to the pilot and he's like, I want to buy this jet right now. And the manager's like, Richard! (laughs)
0: He's in the background, shaking his head, adding things, subtracting. (laughs) Richard, is this where Richard's wearing a fur coat? I'm sorry. I guess so. Um, Liz is in the hotel and she's furious
1: that she didn't make the top ten actresses list. And she's like... She just can't believe it. And so at that point, Richard Burton's like, you know what you need? You need a huge birthday for your 40th birthday. And she's like, oh, don't remind me I'm turning 40. You know who did make the list? Big boob Raquel. Raquel Welch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did make it. So they throw a giant party and it's, there's a nod to Cleopatra because all of a sudden these like Chip guys come out dressed as Egyptian pharaohs. And they present
0: a gigantic gold pyramid cake. That looks like it was made on that Netflix show, Nailed It. Yes. That's how bad it was. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Can I just point out another party thing that made me laugh? When the waiter just brought out a silver tray of boiled lobsters. Whole (laughs) lobsters on a tray <laughs> and sat them down at the buffet table with like no- with nothing with nothing else on
1: the I was bake. like what is that
0: like an hors d'oeuvre someone's just gonna pick up a whole boiled lobster <laughs> with there's no utensils butter bibs way to eat it It's just like it's like what's fancy oh i know let's bring out a tray of lobsters because opulent and just to bring out a tray of lobsters and set it down for as like it's finger
1: food there is nothing else on this table it's just like the table is full it's like the only other thing that's on this long that like long runner table is decorative like parsley or something. it's just stupid. And then he places down this silver platter of boiled lobsters. Three. Three boiled
0: lobsters. That's not even enough for the whole party. Um, But I agree. This cake sucked. Someone on the set did it. I'm sure they did their best job. They should have hired a professional. It is literally just a pyramid with gold frosting. It looks like absolute dog shit. (laughs) It is so bad. <laughs> and
1: someone else at the party agrees because oh. she says, she says, you'd think she was still a movie star. And Liz overhears this and she runs away crying, running to yeah. her room. <laughs> sobbing. She's sobbing. Uh, sobbing. Like she is a mess. So she's in bed crying and she says, I'm a joke. And yeah. Dick comforts her And then they both fall asleep Because it's the next morning They're both still in their party clothes So presumably they just fell asleep And everyone else at the party was just hanging out Eating lobsters, lobsters. And pyramid cake Can I, have cake. A, can I have a bite of that tail? <laughs> <laughs> you, gonna, you gonna eat that claw? <laughs> Uh, The next morning, the manager, who's, of course, the manager just is like their shadow at this point. they're not
0: hiring a new person, an actor. No. For this role the manager can fill.
1: They got Danny, and (laughs) Danny, they're keeping,
0: whoever plays this guy, he's on set. And he's definitely the person you want to to give you some tragic news. (laughs) He wakes them up. This is
1: pre-coffee, and he's just like, I have terrible news. E4 has died.
0: This scene is bonkers. They're just sleeping. He literally wakes them up, and within, se- with se- within seconds of them groggily sitting up, he's like, I've got some bad news. E4, E4 has died. Just drops that on them. Now, we don't know. The whole time, they might have been getting updates about E4. He does die two. It's like year in, the, um, real, in real life, he dies years after his accident. Yeah. Uh, But like we said before, this movie, we have no concept of how long it's been for anything. We see six months here and there. We don't know. (laughs) We have no idea what fucking year it is. Um, But yeah, I thought it was bizarre that the manager or the accountant would break this horrible news to them like that. Why was he there? I have no idea because he's like tallying the cost of the party probably all night. Doesn't he have a family? No. No. I have no idea why he was still there. He's been with them since Portofino. Yeah. So then. Your accountant doesn't need to be with you every second. Like, (laughs) that's not like how it works. They had telephones back then. So then,
1: immediately cut back to the director's chairs. And Liz says, Look, I'll be honest, I didn't like E4 when I first met him. Yeah.
0: This was supposed to be like a real moment. And it's just like, okay. It just came off as very cold. Yeah. A month
1: later, we're on the set of Bluebeard, and Richard Burton is wearing the worst fake beard and mustache I've ever seen. Although he did look hot, hotter with having a beard and mustache.
0: Oh, but, I, I forgot to mention once Richard finds out about E4, this is the scene where he literally picks up a bottle of vodka and just chugs it. it. <laughs> Right, he literally just chugs a bottle of vodka and I've actually remembered seeing that in movies a lot and one time being like I'm upset and I tried to like chug vodka or something or swig it down and I was like I couldn't physically do it Um, so I don't know maybe you just have to have a real taste for alcohol to be able to do that kind of thing
1: so he's wearing this fake beard and mustache on the set of Bluebeard it's half coming off Liz approaches. She's on the set
0: for some reason. She's
1: on set and she says, I hear you're on your third bottle. And then Dick says, I killed my brother. And she goes, I'm taking the plane to London. And then that's it. Is that where we meet Natalie? Oh, sorry. Richard, the tabloid says that Richard is having an affair. Yeah, we meet Natalie in that scene. But in the scene following that, we're... Liz is like, oh, sorry, I'm taking the plane to London. We see a tabloid that says that Richard's having an affair with Natalie, his co-star, and Liz throws some more glasses at a wall. That's right.
0: But in that scene, it's like, oh, they're kind of like a little flirty or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really loses the impact of throwing a glass against a wall when you've done it like three
0: times already. Right. And then they, the newspapers also have rumors that she is dating Arionassis. And she's, right. And because she like purposefully,
1: she's like, oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to play this tabloid game. So she goes on a date.
0: I'll hook up with this uggo, billionaire.
1: Right. <laughs> and then the next day she's like sobbing while looking at the paper of her and this guy. And she goes, what have I done? Yeah. Cut to two years later. She's in Bel Air looking at divorce papers.
0: Yeah. That's it. This big, great romance is like we just get cut to. Well, that's that. I thought he said no more marriages, but we need a break. So,
1: <laughs> And rich. she calls Richard and she says, are you sure we're doing the right thing? And he says, yes. Now we're at a house party sometime later. We have no idea. It
0: seems 70s. It seems 70s. Because she's wearing a... Um, That colorful tunic outfit, right? Liz
1: says that she knows that Richard Burton is now dating a princess, and she also learns at the party he's proposed to this princess. And she says, get the car
0: and the pill and a pill (laughs) or something like that, right? Yeah, she
1: says she's having trouble with her back. She asks her, man, this is like some guy she's dating. We don't even meet him.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. We don't even learn
1: his name. No. She's like, bring me my pills. His name's Henry, I
0: okay. guess. Yeah, I have no idea who he is.
1: Um, then she's in the hospital, the very next <laughs> scene, and at first you're like, wait, did she OD? And then you see her leg is like in a sling or something. Both of her
0: legs <laughs> are up and like being held up. By a sling. I think she has some back issues. Okay. So she's having back issues. <laughs> but it's probably stress-related.
1: This guy Henry's there. He brings her jewelry in the hospital and he shows her the paper and Richard made the front page because he broke off his
0: engagement. I don't know why her new boyfriend is telling her this. Also this upcoming series of twists happen at breakneck speed. <laughs>
1: okay. 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 This is why they decided to include this in the movie when they weren't going to spend any time with it. It's, What's You're gonna get whiplashed. <laughs> it's <was> completely <laughs> inconsequential. She and finds out that <laughs> not to mention, I'm sorry, the guy playing her doctor literally they hired a, an actual doctor from Cedar Sinai. Yeah. This guy is not an actor. He was he's just a doctor.
0: <laughs> but weirdly, no bedside manner. <laughs> Zero.
1: He this doctor comes into her room and he's like. Well, Elizabeth Taylor, your blood tests are very concerning. It's probably colon cancer. So we're going to
0: have to do some more tests. But wait, she finds out about the engagement. She's immediately like, get me out of these stirrups. My back feels better. So as she's trying to leave, the doctor comes in telling her she might possibly have colon cancer. She's, sorry, technically this is not funny if someone gets this news, but this scene was very funny. She's like, I need to see Richard. (laughs) So Richard shows up in a yellow jean jacket. Immediately. Immediately, I have no idea where he is, but he's heard she might possibly have cancer. And he's like, I cannot live if I never see you again, as if she's going to die. He shows up, as I said, in this same yellow yellow jean jacket. (laughs) And immediately the doctor comes back in saying, oops, that was a false neg a false positive. <laughs> you don't have colon cancer. You're actually fit as a fiddle. Now, what is this test for colon can I was like, "We need that test today." Right? right. Like what is the colon cancer <laughs> test that Elizabeth Taylor had and got and was diagnosed and then recovered from within like a a 5 second period? Like I
1: don't know how, why they included this scene. It's I understand if this happened and it's like, okay, she had a colon cancer scare, but there is no scare. There is no drama to it because it, this all happens within the matter of a minute and a half.
0: Right. And if this is what leads for them to get back together and remarried, I see it, that it would be important, but the way they handle this scene is just ridiculous. Like there's certainly a way you can do it even fast. Right. That would have been better than the way they did it.
1: Richard tells her how much he needs her, and then in the hospital he proposes to her, and he's like, let's get married again. <laughs> and it's literally like a wink to the camera almost, yeah. barely. Like Then they're in Botswana, which is like, did they get married there? Maybe.
0: Yeah. Then they we, must have been filming, and that's where they got married or something.
1: Then they cut to Richard recounting their second marriage in a director's chair. We don't get anything... Else from their, we don't get anything. No, nothing more from their second marriage because the very next scene we flash forward to him as an old man in his bed, and then shortly after this younger woman comes in and says Richard, and then cut to Liz. It's the eighties.
0: This look had me howling.
1: (laughs) uh, This look has been burned in my brain for ten years. Also, she is wearing the most insane Elizabeth Taylor in the eighties
0: wig. First of all, I'm going to be honest. This was my favorite Liz Taylor look that she did in the movie. Oh, same. The one that I felt like almost hit it the best. Yes. Because it was so funny and crazy. <laughs> and maybe because it was more... I don't know. It just made me laugh. And I was like, that does look like her the most that I have seen in this movie. Like, yeah. And it's probably because it was big hair, big sunglasses. That kind of, um, those running suits that everyone wore, the satiny, silky. Yes. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? But she, yeah, and she had this
1: like um, dress on with like little rhinestones on yeah. it. And she had yeah. the big, big necklaces. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, it, Lindsay Lohan was like 28 or so, 26 when they made this movie. Yeah. And she's now supposed to be in her 50s. It was very funny. It's very funny. There's helicopters circling overhead and her mom's there and the mom hasn't aged at all.
0: No, she's been the same age the m- from 1960 till
1: now. The mom looks the exact same and she's like, mom, what's going on? And she just goes, it's Richard. He's dead.
0: And she immediately collapses.
1: <laughs> 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 I screamed. It, it was so ridiculous. I screamed. I
0: rewound it. This was worse than Tyra's faint. How, how many takes do you think they did of this scene? Where they gave up. I feel like a lot of things in this movie was like, that's the best we're going to (laughs) get. But this, this screen, this collapse, she's just not the type of actress to be able to pull this off convincingly. They should have done anything, but what they did, (laughs) like have her collapse in her mother's arms or something. She literally, you just, if we're the cameras, you see her and then you don't, that's how fast (laughs) she collapses You like makes this... You just see her face,
1: you see her face, and it looks like she's rolling her eyes like, literally, yeah, because that's like like
0: Lindsay's idea of what fainting is. She's
1: rolling, she (laughs) rolls her eyes, and then she just falls. It's wild. Um, paparazzi are outside of Liz's house. The manager, who looks the exact same, he is also not aged. He goes outside to make a statement, and he said Miss Taylor will not be attending his funeral and will not be making a statement. A week later, she's in Switzerland, and paparazzi are following her car. And she says to her mom, her mom's there, and she says, do you know how rarely we were ever truly alone? And then she yells at the paparazzi, can't you just leave us alone?
0: Yeah, she's at his grave. Leave us
1: alone! (laughs) Even in death. She, (laughs) She... She brings him flowers and she says, forever an ocean.
0: Right, because he said she was like an ocean or something to her.
1: Yeah, and then we cut back to them in the director's chairs and she
0: goes, I think we balanced each other out. That's like what a deranged, toxic person says about their relationship (laughs) at the end. Right. And you're just kind of like, okay, like, (laughs) sure. Let's leave each other. Yeah, We
1: end with... Words on the screen that say, Elizabeth Taylor kept Richard Burton's letters for the remainder of her life. And then the credits immediately roll and it's like the worst smooth jazz song you've ever heard.
0: They really thought when we heard that statement that she kept those letters her whole life, we were going to be in sobbing tears. Right. But we're just emotionless at this point (laughs) because we don't care about these people. We don't care about their fucking letters. It's not romantic to us at all. I don't want to read those boring-ass Shakespeare letters. (laughs) Like, we hate them at this point. (laughs) Which is so fucked because, like you said in the beginning, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, like, this could have been a very juicy story. This could have been an incredible story. This could have been a who's afraid of Virginia Woolf level type thing. Like, that's why that movie is so great because these people are fighting and we get where they're coming from, even though it's awful. And, like, you have the young... It's just like the young couple is seeing how things devolved and like, uh, this movie is so bad. Like that was my final word. This movie sucks. Like (laughs) this movie sucks. I'm angry at this movie. Not only is it bad, it's, it, it tries to ruin the legacy of two probably interesting people. And Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor certainly had a fascinating life and it just makes her look like the biggest spoiled bitch, annoying Do you know what I mean? And yes. I actually legitimately like her Me and too. think she's cool and funny. Like she's funny. Yes. And this movie is just like it did. Such I a hate a disservice. it. And I don't doubt that she did have spoiled moments. Like her lifestyle was. Her life is wild. Like she never had a normal life. So obviously she has like, things that are probably very annoying and self-absorbed and whatever. But she wasn't portrayed
1: as a dynamic human being in this movie. No. She was completely one-dimensional.
0: And Lindsay Lohan does not pull off this, like, movie star quality that would make someone like Elizabeth Taylor compelling. Like, she doesn't have it, at least in this movie. Which
1: sucks, because I... In my fantasy, they redo this m- movie with a really great script and a great director and Lindsay Lohan gets it together and does it and pulls it off.
0: I feel like most people who like Lindsay Lohan are rooting for a comeback for her. Yeah, I just don't know how it happens at this point we because uh, she would have to fundamentally change everything about herself and, and take and have real consequences and like acceptance of the things she's done accountability do you know what i'm saying like i
1: mean yeah but also on the same hand i think she is just ex- quietly living her life overseas where she is That's now, true. and she might not ever want to return to this. Which and is I don't care. Right.
0: That's that. I don't care if she does. If she wants, and when I'm talking about a comeback, it's only if she wants it for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy if she's living a life overseas as long as she's not trying to kidnap children on the street anymore or whatever right. that thing she did was. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm fine with that option. Um, I can't. What is the last thing she's acted in? I can't even remember. I have remember. no idea. I feel like there might have been a small role in something, but I think it's been years. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think there was something after this. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, de- I do remember watching this and thinking it was going to be a train wreck, but inside I was like, well, maybe she can pull it off. Like, right. uh, and, you know, she is definitely terrible in this, but it's also a really bad movie. Outside of her. Yeah, she's not the thing that makes this movie bad. It's bad on multiple accounts. It's just bad all around. Yeah. And like this guy, uh, what's his name? Grant Bowler, Bowler. Bowler. I remembered where I knew him from. He was on that show, Ugly Betty. Oh. He played the love interest of Vanessa Williams. And he's he was good in that. And I mean, the thing with him is I don't even think he's that bad in this. Like, it is clearly a bad script. He's just... Uh, yeah they have zero chemistry. Um, there's not much he could have done in this role. yeah, like he had an easier job because I don't think people know Richard Burton as well as Elizabeth Taylor, right. So it's like any generic English actor type would have been fine, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a very funny movie, though it's
1: it's it's entertaining to watch for sure. And it was great recapping it with you. Great to have
0: this be the closeout to our July movie month. I would love to see more of this type of movie, like Hollywood biopics that are just terrible. Because it is a very... I, like the first one that comes to mind that's more of a big budget movie was the one with Kevin Spacey playing the singer. I think it's called like Beyond the Sea. <laughs> Did
1: oh, you ever Bobby see that The
0: Bobby Darren one. I yes, never yeah. saw that. So there are a lot of just wildly... <laughs> hey. Wildly miscast um, things where people are playing a popular entertainer. It's just I really very hope. funny. I don't know
1: if they if the microphone picked up two of my cats fighting right now. So they, they cat, just they had me.
0: more chemistry, they, <laughs> <than> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> so they just heard me go, "Hey, yeah, that's a relationship I want to see on screen." Is that it? kind of fighting, mm-hmm. and then they're licking and grooming each other two seconds later. That has a lot of. Tension. I can. That's got a lot of tension. It's only a few seconds long and it works. Yeah. This movie though, no. They could never capture that. No. Anyway, thank you all for joining us
1: this month to recap these films. I don't I didn't really plan any like closeout for this.
0: So Yeah. Talk to us. You can I guess we could post a picture. Another or you could post (laughs) comments on the Instagram stories we post if you have comments or want to talk about the movies. Or if you want to us to recap more movies in the
1: future. Obviously, nothing's going to, we're not going to replace Hollywood crime scenes not going anywhere no, as it is.
0: But we could do these on Patreon, possibly.
1: Yeah, maybe, um, maybe it'll be something we do for Patreon. So, okay. Anyway, bye. Bye.